Welcome back everyone to season two of the Let's Breathe Beautiful podcast. Oh, I'm so glad you're here and I have missed being here with you all. I definitely took a much needed break. You know, we've had a lot of life change and with homeschool and we actually are new puppy owners. So woo, that is uh, a lot in itself, um, but so good to be back with you all. And I'm very, very excited as we step back into really taking a deep breath together because we are entering the holiday season. And while yes, there is so much excitement around the holidays, I do understand that it can also be a season that can be stressful, right? And so really my hope and my prayer for you as we chat together here over the next few weeks is that you will be able to walk away with just some tips and some tools um, and even stories that will help you navigate this holiday season really from a seat of peace, okay? Reminding us to really just take a deep breath, remember what is most important, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing, and enjoying this holiday season as it should be enjoyed, right? So I'm very, very excited for our first episode. I have my good friend Pam Vandenbulk on this episode and y'all are going to love it. It is all about how to communicate in a healthy way and hello, we really (laughs) all could use a refresh on that as we step into this holiday season. So take a lesson, be blessed and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Let's Breathe Beautiful podcast. So excited that you are here. And boy, am I excited about this conversation today. I have one of my dearest friends and really a beautiful spiritual mentor to me um, as a guest today. Her name is Pam Vandenbulk. And y'all, I just cannot tell you um, what a gift she has been to my life. I've actually been, she's been one of the first people I really wanted to have on this podcast because she has truly just been such a beautiful mentor to me in my faith journey and, and really just helping me to understand more of who Jesus is for me and, and who I am in him. And so I know you are going to be so blessed today uh, by this conversation. And I just want to tell you a little bit about Pam and I'm going to open up for her to share anything else that's on her heart, but she is an amazing, powerful, bold woman. She is so courageous. She and her husband are actually founders of Oaks Rising. And if you remember back from one of our earlier episodes, I had guest Madison Gonzalez on, um, who is also a part of the Oaks Rising community. She did a beautiful um, job at really telling you all a little bit more about what Oaks Rising is, what freedom is, how freedom coaching really works. And we both have experienced wonderful freedom sessions coming alongside with Pam and her husband, Steve. And so I'm so, so excited to have her on here today. Uh, Like I said, you're going to just be so blessed by this message and it's a really timely one. So Pam, (laughs) 
thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Miriam. It, it is an honor and I just adore you. You are a very, very precious, amazing, beautiful woman. So I'm, I'm really blessed to be part of this and I love your heart for helping others to rest and to breathe. And yes, this time of year, it is so, so needed. So yes, thank you for yes. the invitation. Excited for what we're going to unpack together. Absolutely. And so Pam and I actually met uh, by now, if you've been listening to any of these podcast episodes, you'll know about really my background with direct sales. And so even though that's not a journey I'm on today, mm -hmm. God really, really led me to some beautiful relationships. And Pam was one of those. So um, she was actually in the same business as I was. Uh, we were selling lipsticks <laughs> um, <laughs> in skincare. And, um, and she started to feel a nudge really to step into coaching other women. And at the time she was mostly coaching women in business. Um, so helping women in all kinds of different direct sales businesses really just up their game. I mean, um, it was under game on girlfriends was really like her tagline. And yes. so, yeah. <laughs> and, and so that is how we connected originally. She was uh, the keynote speaker at a conference that I was at. And so just really just fell in love with her and how powerful she was. And I knew I wanted some of that in my business and and so um, we connected in that way. And it was just so funny. It was like we would talk for a couple of years and then we wouldn't. And then we'd, and like something would come up and I would be in a season of life and I would think, you know what? I wonder if Pam is still doing that coaching. I feel like I could use some of that again. <laughs> yeah. Now, li little did I know that, you know, the father had really just taken her into such deeper levels. Like, and so the last time I had reached out, I really thought I was reaching out so I could, for lack of better words, kick butt in my business at that time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I said, are you still coaching? And when we talked, I was just blown away at um, really the, the, the direction that she'd gone. And so Pam, I just want to give you a, a chance to kind of share anything that you want um, in your heart in, you know, with starting Oaks Rising and how that came to be and, you know, um, really what you do now. Yes. I love, I love our story of how we connected. Yes. <laughs> all you have to do is talk about it. And I see it. I see all the images yep. of, of those years, which were so beautiful and just getting, getting to witness your growth and your transformation. And it has been a beautiful process. And so, yes, indirect sales, that was where I learned a lot about communication, misunderstandings, miscommunication, the need for what I do now <laughs> very, very apparent because of all the pain. Let's just say there was a big pain threshold there uh, in that direct selling industry where I was connected to, um, yeah, like thousands of women that were part of my team and, you know, ending up in this place where I had never had that much connection to new people in my life. And I really didn't have the skill set to communicate properly and to know how to navigate through challenges in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so in 
the sales piece of it, you know, what became more important to me is the personal development and personal growth part that I required in order for me to, you know, to, to be more successful, but also in order for me to maintain being healthy myself. Uh, it, it just became evident that if I'm going to continue to keep doing this, something has to change, right? Because of the level of toxicity that was there and all these triangulated relationships, which we can talk a little bit more about and go into. Yes. Uh, but I didn't know, you know, that there was any other way. I simply just was being who I was mm -hmm. and attracting, you know, some toxic relationships and kind of like a magnet for people who wanted to be fixed, wanted me to fix them. And then it, it just didn't end well. So along, along kind of the process of, of growing in business, I became much more connected and, and much more intimate in the side of my business that was, you know, the personal growth. So I ended up going to a lot of different um, self-help, call it healing journey stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> learned how to be a life coach actually I was coached first and then I'm like okay I want to be a life coach and then we learned about the life languages which is a communication profile did it for myself did it for my husband did it for our team and business and then I'm like okay I want to learn how to do this because it's so powerful um, and then the piece with Oaks Rising came along where it really switched out from from the connection to just for my business, and it really became a deeper spiritual journey, is when the inner healing part came. And I literally heard the Lord speaking to me saying that I needed inner healing to mm -hmm. bring that into my coaching business as a life coach. And, um, and so as I had my antennas up looking for that, I didn't really know what it was. And all of a sudden was at a, a dinner and heard somebody talk about inner healing they had just gone through and found out where it was and went and experienced some. And I thought it was going to be for my clients, but I discovered when I went, <laughs> it was for me <laughs> and I needed it. And it was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so the coach needs the healing and <laughs> it radically changed my life. And there was levels of uh, healing that came into my life that I had never experienced. Um, I would say contentment with who I am, um, removing anxiety and issues I had learned to, I'll say, overcome and live with. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I no longer had to try to overcome them. They just weren't there anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how Oaks Rising came around simply because of my own personal journey and, and my husband on the journey with me, Steve, you know, us seeking it together, seeking growth, seeking transformation, seeking to stay married, I will say, right? Because not only were these challenges that I had with women, but in my marriage as well. So, you know, the common denominator, as they say, the common denominator, it was me. Right? <laughs> Everywhere I went, there I was. And there was, and there I felt pain. And mm -hmm. so realizing, okay, I'm the one that needs to step into a place of experiencing healing for myself. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really Oaks Rising came out, uh, came about from that. And it, 
is a freedom community where we support others in walking through freedom with a freedom coach model, which is kind of a hybrid of inner healing and life coaching Mm -hmm. blended together with, I'm going to say, walking in dual realms where literally you recognize your identity as a citizen of heaven and you recognize you're walking on earth and, and really spiritually, you know, cohabitating in that way to bring peace to the Mm -hmm. earth through you know, through your under, through the understanding of identity connected with those pieces. So it's, it's very hybrid, very unique in what Oaks Rising is. And yeah, and we also train others how to be a freedom coach and we have a mentorship tribe. So, so it's come a long way in five years and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a beautiful tribe. You're a part of it, Miriam, and love that you're a part of it. And we also, of course, do women's retreats and, and all that sort of fun stuff, too. So good. Yes. And I can't believe it's been five years. I feel like it's been so much longer than that. That's so I know. wild. I well, the, like, Oaks, five years. <laughs> the Oaks Rising Pete. Well, let's see. Um, the name Oaks Rising... Um, if my husband was here, he would tell me the exact (laughs) date. It was, I believe it was the fall of 2017 that we came up with that name. However, we had been doing what we were doing for, you know, I had been a life coach, uh, for about seven or eight years before that. And then we were doing inner healing for probably four or five years. So, so it's just the name Oaks Rising and kind of that revelation of the Oaks Rising name and branding, but we had been doing it for years before that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cause I was like, it seems like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. We were transformation ministry. Like that was the name that we were. And then, yeah, I had the women's stuff, like you said, the game on girlfriends. So it has evolved to, to the Oaks rising brand, which we feel is, you know, we feel like that is got a lot of heart and it is, it's right. It feels right. Yeah. So good. Oh yeah. So good. Well, I am so excited. I was actually making a little note to come back to that identity piece because That, I mean, to me, even just this whole podcast, like until we get that peace and it all comes back to, I mean, everything that we go through in life, like, I feel like that's when we start to get off balance is when we forget our identity, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and that can come, that can happen, you know, in different ways It can come up through past experiences or, you know, comparison, all of that, but, um, we'll come, we'll come back to that, but I just had to jot that down. I was glad you brought that up, but I'm very excited for our conversation today and the topic, because I think this is the perfect time to really dive into this. Um, because today we're going to be talking about communicating in a healthy way And, you know, we're stepping into the holiday season, which is an awesome time of the year. And I mean, being honest, that can also be a very triggering time of year for people, you know, where um, family is amazing. And and with that, there might come some different challenges and, and things that, 
you know, we get, I love like Oaks rising language that we get, we get upgrades in, right? We That's get right. To upgrade <laughs> our way of thinking. We get to upgrade <laughs> our mentality and, you know, everything just takes you to a better place of understanding. And so, um, I'm really excited, really just, I want to kind of just turn the floor over to you, Pam, um, on what is on your heart to share. I know we have some examples we'll go into, but yeah, just when it comes to how do we communicate in a healthy way, where would you say is the best place to start? Well, it's a word that has a lot of meaning and I think people assign different different uh lenses right perspective as far as what this word means to them but it's honesty mm-hmm. and if we are going to be honest then we are going to come from an authentic place and authenticity is what opens the door for us to operate from our true identity if we're authentic we are operating from who we really are and allowing others to like us or not like us for the right reason. And that only right reason is because we're being us. Right. Mm -hmm. So So if I'm being me, then there's nothing for me to apologize for. And I'm not talking about being me and being callous and being mean and being, like, I'm just going to be me and you just deal with me. Like, I'm, I'm not talking about like being, you know, uh, grouchy. I'm talking about authenticity of honesty in sharing my truth and, and about me. Not going around sharing my truth about you because that's not authentic at all. <laughs> that's, wow. that's being someone who's telling other people how to live. But the authenticity of, of, you know, I'm going to be honest about me and I'm not going to be afraid whether you will like me or not like me. So I'm going to strip out the people pleasing aspect of relationship and communication. And, and if I strip that out, then I allow you to be you and I don't try to say what I say to get a reaction or a response or you know, or, or, you know, to make myself feel good or to make you feel good. And so it's a big word, but it's really on, it's a really creating that culture of honor, that place, honesty, you know, is honoring to the individuals that are being communicated with and, and holding myself up and holding others up as capable to really be able to be real and not be offended and not be afraid if somebody decides they don't like me because I'm being honest Mm. it's like okay that's a thing that's a thing and am I going to be willing to live with the truth or do I want to fake it and act a certain way so that I am part of a group or part of a clique or part of right it's it's that word honesty big big word, Miriam. What do you, what do you think about it? (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, and, and our personalities are pretty different. In fact, let's just go there. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're, we're like opposites, right? Let's go. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's funny because it has taken years and, you know, uh, I definitely have not arrived by any means, but I've, I've 
really gotten a much better understanding of learning to walk in this way. And a big part of that was, first of all, recognizing, you know, other people's wiring. And I know you touched on the life languages. Um, you know, that is something that has been really pivotal uh, for me to, to understand the way that other people think, because for me, you know, I look through a lens, the way that, the way that God really wired me, um, the biggest lens that I look through is, do you care? You know, like, do you really care? And are we connecting? You know, if I am entering in a room and, or like it just in conversation with somebody and I don't feel like we're connecting and the person says something that in my experience of them is that they didn't care or like if they straight up say, well, I don't care, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for me, that is like, oh, like I, you know, I would put a wall up or shut down or feel misunderstood or, you know, just felt like that relationship was not working. And, and you look through a completely different lens than I do, you know, when you're in, yeah. when you're in relationship, um, you're, you're looking through the lens of, you know, like, what's your plan? Are you working your plan? You know, um, and then also what's, what's your motive, you know, yep. so two very different lenses to be looking through and how cool is it that God made us all different? We don't all have the same wiring, you know, yep. we need each of those pieces to the, for the puzzle, but, yep. um, there was a really cool example uh, from the last retreat that we were at and the, you know, you and I were at together and um, first I do just want to thank you too for, for opening up a safe place where I felt like I could have this conversation. Yeah. And um, so there was a specific night where we were chit chatting. There was about four or five of us chit chatting one night, like after, you know, everybody else had left the retreat and, um, the night before was like a really fun worship night. Like we were dancing and singing and like, I felt like all in my element and I loved it. And it was probably my favorite part of the weekend, you know? And, and as we were sharing, you know, what was your favorite part? What was your favorite part? Like I had just shared, (laughs) but that was my favorite part, you know? And in the conversation you, you had shared, Oh, you know, the worship night, eh, you know, and you had kind of made this space. And I read in my experience, I read your face of like, Oh yeah. I've been there, done that. Like that was yeah. how I viewed your response. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I had all these little thoughts going through my head, like, well, dang, I mean, i I just shared that was my favorite part. And here she is over here with this, like, been there, done that attitude, you know, (laughs) which, (laughs) and, and so, but I mean, you know, we can laugh about it now (laughs) and, and it wasn't even really like it became a big thing. And the reason it didn't become a big thing is because we talked about it. Yes. We entered into the healthy communication of it because had we not, guess what? I probably would have felt like that about you for a while. Yeah. I'm like, man, she just like, thanks. She's like better than, you know, I mean, and how, how often is it easy to fall into that when that's all we've known, Mm -hmm. when we've not learned how to communicate in a healthy way. And so as we were, you know, I think it was the next day we were sitting around the kitchen table and, um, and I've just brought that up to you of like, 
you know, I have to, I just have to say, I wish I remembered the exact words and you, maybe you do, but, um, you know, I just said, you know, I got a little bit triggered by your response, <laughs> like, you know, my experience, and that is something that you have taught me is I didn't say, well, you made me feel like this mm-hmm. because then I'm giving you all the power that's totally showing up. That's right. I'm not taking any responsibility, you know, and, and that is something that I've learned walking, you know, through a lot of courses with you and Steve and, um, and just learning, you know, how to communicate better or just take that ownership. And so rather than saying, well, you made me feel like, da, 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 you know, mm-hmm. um, I just said, you know, my experience when you said that was, you know, I felt like this because I had just shared that that was my favorite part. And yeah. it just, and I kind of was rubbed the wrong way because I thought your reaction meant you were like, oh, been there, done that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And And do you want to share what was going on with you, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, which is why that beautiful word of, you know, so this is how I experienced, you know, last night, because it's purely opening up your authenticity, your honesty to say, hey, I experienced some things, you know, uh, or, or in the conversation, it was the next day we were having it, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Like in that moment, I experienced, you know, what was going on very differently. And so I want to be honest with you. And so you were, which is so amazing. And so I was like, well, wow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing you know, what my response, you know, with what looked like an eye roll was, but what was really going on, which is me now sharing, right? Mm -hmm. So let me share with you my experience, Miriam, is that that was a really hard moment for me, because as an introvert, uh, which extrovert, introvert are part of our wiring and Mm -hmm. uh, introvert is a, I get fed by being alone, right? It's kind of this battery extender sort of thing. And, and uh, so in order to get the battery charged, right, introverts need to go be alone to get them charged, where extroverts, the longer they're around people, the more their battery gets charged. And so in these events that I put on, I know by day three, it's, it's an extension on my battery, like, you know, I need a, I need an extra battery pack sometimes because yes. it's like, oh, it, it just starts to be like, okay, the event isn't over yet. My battery is pretty drained. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of where sometimes I can get on this final night, which is a Saturday night of an event that started, you know, for me, right. I came in town on Tuesday event started Thursday night. So by Saturday night, I just had nothing left to me when it was the dance time. So it's this big dance party. And um, so when Miriam's sharing that about her favorite and it's just me sharing mine was like, oh, kind of like that, that sound, the eyes were like, oh, like, oh man, that was just not my favorite part at all. Like, because internally I'm like, that was hard. That was really hard for me because it was hard being, the person who put on the event and having a drained battery, it was hard feeling, you know, like I didn't have the energy 
uh, internally to show up for that. Cause I actually love a dance party, <laughs> love a good worship party, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So, so what looked like was a reaction to you was my own expression of what that was like for me, which was really hard and not super fun. And, and my battery was kind of dying out. And so it was so great to be able to hear your experience and for me to say, oh my goodness, no, 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 no. Like, mm. like I haven't been there, done that. No, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is purely like, you know, that was a hard moment for me. And at that point, right, you were able to go, oh, yeah, wow, okay, did right. not see that. And that kind of pulls in understanding the distresses that we have, mm -hmm. right? Because I know your top language responder, which is the do you really care? And therefore, you're looking for that. And in that moment, if I didn't respond with a do you really care back, like I'm not answering that question with a yes to you, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, re I'm responding to that. Oh, yeah, that was not my experience at all. <laughs> right? Here's my experience. <laughs> then, you know, it can go into that distress, right, for the responder, which is to take things personally. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then to, to, you know, end up with what could be, like you said, something where taking it personally, that I would be saying that about you, or meaning that, then that could be something that could ruin a relationship if you don't talk about it, or leave a lot of hurt feelings, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And I, and it was just such an aha moment. Because you've probably been walking that healthy communication out a lot longer than or at least the I don't really want to call that a confrontation. But um, I can't think of a better word right now. So we'll just we'll just say that's what it was. Like, I don't typically love to enter into conversations like that. Yes. And that is something that, that you have an easier time with your wiring to do that. And so for you, that probably wasn't really like it, you know, to, to say those things probably aren't that big of a deal to you, but like, I'll have to think about it for two days before I say something sometimes because it, you know, like that people pleasing side of me, yeah. uh, which is not healthy. You know, I'm not saying that's a good way to be, but yeah. Again, it just goes back to those differences. And so learning, um, you know, learning to just be upfront in that moment and just say it, it really can save so much unnecessary friction in a relationship. Yes. yes. Um, and so, yeah. So um, I know a lot of where we've talked about how to communicate in a healthy way has come from um, the teachings through keep your love on by Danny Silk. And I know, yeah. um, to put it's just a great book that really everybody should read anyway, like multiple times. I, I probably am due for a reread myself, but, um, if you want to walk us through, you know, I know that that's really how you communicate as well. Um, this, what they call triangulation. Could you walk us through that process of how to show kind of a good way to communicate and what we typically do when we don't understand communicating in a healthy way? Yeah. I mean, the most important thing, right, is to be willing to be honest, which is caring, not honest, you know, mean, because right. I think some people equate honesty to 
just the raw, well, I'm going to be honest with you and, and tell you how I really feel. Like, no, honesty is actually you being vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Intimacy, true intimacy is into me, you see. And so I'm opening up the door for you to see inside of me, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we're both communicating that way, then I like to term that just circular conversation where we have Jesus in the center of it all. Um, He's the one that our love is revolving around. And that creates a culture of honor that creates a culture of authenticity. We're able to both be honest because our value, our needs aren't being, you know, they're not coming from how the other person responds in a circle, right? That circular communication. But when we end up in a triangle, then how we feel when we're in the triangle is dependent upon someone else in the triangle meeting our needs and getting our values met and our needs met by someone else, which is thus the whole triangulation, right? Mm -hmm. So in order for me to be okay, then I need so-and-so to respond or react in a certain way to validate me. So the triangle has three points in it. It's the victim, the rescuer and the bad guy or the predator just depends on who, you know, how, how you prefer to talk about it. But the victim is right. The person who is in the triangle, who something has happened, something is wrong. And the reason that they feel the way that they feel is because of someone else. And Mm -hmm. so because of somebody else's behaviors or actions, they don't feel good about themselves or they don't feel cared for or loved, right? And so therefore that gets pointed at somebody, which is the bad guy. So the victim determines the bad guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then usually the victim will also, you know, look for a rescuer, somebody to come along and validate the feelings of injustice or unfairness that they're feeling And so that rescuer comes along and is like, oh, they said, what to you? What? (laughs) Like, how mean is that? And the rescuer actually takes the battle and spearheads the battle then for the victim and goes against the bad guy. And so together, like the victim and rescuer, like have this, you know, this, this whole thing against the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, it, it perpetuates itself, right? any of us can take any of those points within the triangle. We can, Mm -hmm. in different relationships, we could be, you know, somebody who acts helpless and wants somebody else to change so we can be okay as a victim with other relationship. Maybe we play the role of a rescuer, right? A lot of times uh, with, with women, you know, we can play a victim role in our marriage where we're, we're only going to be okay if our spouse changes, And we're only going to be able to be happy or, you know, have, uh, you know, whatever needs it is that we want met when they change. And so that that automatically puts us in victim role when we put our spouse in that bad guy position. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times we can go into the role of rescuer with with kids and, you know, want to be the one that fixes everything and and keeps them from ever getting hurt or or, you know, ever even getting wounded Mm -hmm. so that we try to prevent that, which isn't healthy either because everybody needs to have their own 
uh, capacity to deal with, you know, things that happen. And, and so, yeah, so playing the role of a rescuer and some people take the role of bad guy because they have decided that being hurt hurts too much and they're never going to be hurt again. So they kind of put on the walls of self-protection so thick that they are just perfectly okay being the bad guy. Mm. And, but there's hurt underneath all of those roles. There's mm. triangulation under all of them. All of them are toxic. And when we're walking in, you know, communication with somebody else in this toxic triangle, it's miscommunication, misunderstandings are firing all over the place, right? It's not a, it's not a, an honor culture. It's not about being honest. It's about defending and blaming is really what happens in it. That's right. Yes. And, and ultimately the true freedom is when we finally realize the rescuer is Jesus, <laughs> the only yes. rescuer, you know? Yeah. And so not only do we not have to stay in victim because we know who is our rescuer, but also we, we don't have to step into that rescuer role and carry the weight that comes with that. Um, yeah. I can definitely relate to that as a parent of like, okay, nope, I'm handing this over. I know you yep. love them even more than I do. <laughs> and you're way more capable than I am, you know? And, yep. um, yeah. And so just the freedom that comes from, um, from recognizing that. And when you, when you really start to, to recognize it, it's funny. Cause you'll, you'll find like, I speak for myself here, but I mean, I have found myself in many situations where I'm like, ah, like I'm showing up as the victim or like, hold on, you know, <laughs> and like the, take those, take the thoughts captive. Cause yep. how am I stepping into the triangle here? You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so good. Thank you so much for really breaking that down for anybody who has not heard that or just, you know, it's always good to have a refresher on that too. And so we can kind of see the triangle is where we don't want to be, how we don't want to show yes. up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we've shared a few examples too of what it looks like to, to step into the healthier communicating. And I think one, one key to that, that we touched on is understanding other people's wiring. Um, you know, that is so huge mm-hmm. to, to help to not take things personally. And I'll, um, I'll actually link Pam, the Oaks Rising um, and in the notes of this podcast for anybody who is interested in going and taking the KLLP, um, which is where they can learn more about what these life languages actually are. Because um, I know probably several listeners have not probably are unfamiliar with it. Yeah. Um, but that is, you know, such a beautiful place. And I know we don't have enough time to go into all of those today, but um, such a great place to start is understanding the wiring of others. And then two, you know, using responsibility, like we, you know, shared before of waiting those, well, you made me da, 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 because what does that do? That's okay. So I'm making you the bad guy and I'm the victim, you know, yep. so that's, that's the triangle there. Um, but but still being able to speak up and say, you know, this was my experience when dot, dot, dot happened. Like, can we talk through that? You know, and, um, but you and I both know that there will be times where somebody may be, you know, you may be showing up trying to communicate in a healthy way. And you may find yourself with somebody who is, is just, 
maybe they're unaware of how to show up and communicate in a healthy way. They haven't learned that yet. Right. <laughs> so, yep. um, what would you say? I think that's where I really circled the identity. Um, I'll share a quick example here and I would love to hear what you have to say. Cause I'm sure you've experienced this as well. Um, so I've been on a journey of, you know, wanting to have this healthier communication and not be in a triangle. And um, I had a recent experience with, with someone who is, is very close to us. Um, and there were some hurt feelings about a situation. So I made a phone call and I said, you know, Hey, I, I could see that your feelings were hurt about this. Can we talk about it? You know, um, like, let's, let's talk this through. And, um, immediately the response that I had was about, basically I was the bad guy, you know, like, well, I feel like you just do this to me or I, you know, you just this and this and this, you know, you just take advantage of me. And, you know, was, was really the words you used. And so, um, I had to recognize in that moment that, you know, somebody else may have a narrative about you and that doesn't define who you are and you know sometimes we'll be in a situation no matter how much growth we've had no matter how much we're stepping into you know all the healthy communication tools you know and the tool belt there may be times that the person on the other end of that is not using those tools and so what would you say to somebody who's you know because and and let's be real that can be very painful in a relationship it really can yeah. Um, and so I would love to hear what's on your heart to share about that. Yeah. Well, I love that you're stepping out and, you know, braving the world of honesty because, it is, <laughs> you know, it's not the easiest thing to do when especially your wiring is to want to please. Right. Okay. Yes. You know, so it takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to step out and it really does for for all of the designs um and all of us no matter how we're wired you know relationships can be risky feeling and they can be scary places um and so one of the ways that i have learned to transform the intensity that i would feel in relationship with other people when there is a miscommunication is to immediately what I'm just going to call take my seat in heavenly places, abide in the heart of the father and put on the lens that he has for that person. And Mm -hmm. I've trained myself to be able to do it really quickly to be able to access that ability spiritually, right. To be led spirit, soul, body, for my spirit to rule me in that moment and to just take a quick glance, get out of the flesh, get out of the soul, get out of the woundedness of my design or, or, you know, the reaction of the other person and to quickly access sitting, being seated with Jesus in heavenly places, which it talks about that in Ephesians. And from that seat, I can access stillness right away. And I can access like peace, right? Mm -hmm. Where Jesus is the Prince of Peace and I can just connect to that. And then I will just see that person for just a moment. And so even like with just this example, right? 
Like if you see yourself in that moment when that miscommunication happened that you were talking about, Miriam, it's like, you know, when you see that quickly, you see both yourself and the other person through the eyes of God. Yeah. And many times I've just through kind of training myself to do so, I will internally without having to even say anything out loud, right? I will internally be able to access the emotional age of the person. So I'm like internally asking myself, like, father, how old is this person here acting with me right now? What's the emotional age? What's the emotional intelligence I'm dealing with? And I can literally see them in that age, like, oh, I'm dealing with a five-year-old. So, mm. so I can be aware of that, right? So spiritually mm -hmm. kind of anchoring it to this place of seeing through the heart of the father, what am I dealing with? And if I'm dealing with a five-year-old kid, then I'm going to take it to where a five-year-old would need it. That's mm -hmm. not to be rude. That's not to be mean. That's not degrading anybody. That's simply saying, I see the emotional age that we have here, right? And then immediately just step into what that looks like. And it may look like, you know what? I care more about staying connected to you than whatever it is that seemed so important to me a minute ago. And mm. so it can look like forgiveness. It can look like, you know, I, yeah, I'm sorry if this is hard, um, especially if someone else is triggered and you're not, there's yeah. no need to press through something uh, in relationship to cause fragmentation or, or pain or whatever. Uh, especially right around the holidays as we're all entering into that and relationships can be painful. So that's a beautiful one to quickly access that place and see the person's age. And it just changes everything. I actually do that um, on the road, in grocery stores, walking around, just seeing people. And mm. I can literally go, oh, that's a three-year-old. Mm. Or, you know, because we do say it, oh gosh, that person's acting like a three-year-old. Well, maybe they are. Yes, <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe something triggered them emotionally in a place, you know, where a little three-year-old part of them got triggered. And because I do this, right, as a freedom coach, I'm working with people to find healing mm -hmm. in these triggered places. So I'm very well aware of it. It's something that I walk around being, you know, made aware of. Not, not like I have to consciously do it. It's just internally there. Um, you know, so that's the first one. I don't know if you, if there's anything you want to add on to that before I go into the next one. No, I, I think that that's just, um, and just reiterating that that's actually a powerful place. You know, I think some people, we have, we have the tendency or like, okay, but I don't want to be a doormat or I don't want to just take it from something, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. th that's actually being very mature and you're still honoring yourself mm -hmm. and that person. It's, this is not a, let someone walk all over you. Um, and, and yeah, it's a very beautiful and a different way to honor both of you. Yeah, it's, it is no, when you're no longer offendable, then mm. you no longer need to defend yourself. Oh, that's good. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so if I am going to be unoffendable, then I don't have to put a fence up. And if I notice somebody else is putting a fence up and triggering, I can put mine up too, or I can try to help take theirs down mm, and create a safe place. Right. Yes. So it's, it's all in the eyes of, 
am I looking at a battle here or am I looking at peace and am I looking at being seated and am I looking at things from a higher perspective? Um, so it truly is from, you know, handling the things that would trigger myself, right? Me handling my own triggers is going to allow me to step in with somebody else and not be triggered with them and be able to hold this space open of safety and love, even if somebody else triggers. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so in that, um, you know, if we are, if someone else, you know, is coming along in your example and you open up a space to be, you know, to want to talk about something and they're not open to it, then yes, it can simply just be honoring where they are and, and just letting it be okay. Um, and say, okay, well, I just was, you know, I was looking to be able to have a little bit more conversation around this, but I, I want to respect where you are and honor where you are. And I want to hear your heart as well. And, you know, not, not having to keep protect ourselves from hearing the truth is a really powerful place to live from as well that Mm -hmm. somebody else's truth and somebody else's experience of me doesn't define me. However, Mm -hmm. what if I could learn something from it? That's right. You know, what if I got to grow from it? And so it can be a teacher in the moment if we're operating from a beginner's mindset, you know, if I'm operating from, all right, I can be taught even by those that trigger me. (laughs) Right. I'm, I'm, you know, I love Graham Cook in, in his teachings because he is, he's always up for the upgrade, right? He's always taking it for the extra mile. And if, if you guys haven't heard of Graham Cook, oh my, he is just, he's the upgrade king. And um, Mm -hmm. he literally is the one, you know, that, that my husband and I learned how to live a lot of these powerful concepts from is everything is the opportunity to upgrade. And if you look at it that way, then it's always the best position to, no matter what disagreement or what argument or what miscommunication happens, I'm, if I can position myself from a place of, I get to learn something from this and I get to go from glory to glory, then there's, it's a win-win, right? Yes, yes, so good. And, yeah. and the other person gets to be honored and I don't have to enter into the triangle with them. I get to stay in the circle and let them be where they're going to be. And so if at the end of the day, they don't choose connection or if they get hurt and offended and don't want to be in relationship, then you know what? Sometimes that happens and, you know, sometimes those doors get closed and it's okay. It's okay if you know, somebody doesn't choose to be in relationship with us for the right reason. The right reason is because we showed up as us, right? That's right. That's sometimes right. Sometimes they make those choices and, mm-hmm. and it is, it is okay. It's part of relationship. It's two way relationships are two way and we can't make people do anything. We have to give them the choice to choose us or not choose us for the right reason. That's right. I love how you add that in for the right reason. Yeah. It's just a whole new, a whole new level. (laughs) Yeah. And the only right reason is because I'm being me. That's right. To the best, to the best of my ability and right. right? No, no armor on no big 
outer shell encoding. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm willing to get a, a, a sucker punch. If you throw a sucker punch, I'm not going to protect myself because I know if I get sucker punched, I know my king is there yeah. and I know that I'm going to be safe at the end of the day. So I don't have to protect myself. And I'm okay. I'm going to live if I get hurt. Right. <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll survive it. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Oh my goodness, Pam. Thank you so much. I cannot wait. I can't wait for everybody to hear this because like I said, I feel like this is just the perfect time of year too for this yeah. message and so thank you yeah. so much for your time thank you so much for just imparting your wisdom and um just for being you just for being so courageous and just having a heart uh, what I love so much is just your heart for transformation and not just mm -hmm. for yourself but to invite others into that too and you do it so beautifully and I'm just so grateful to have you on today oh thank you Miriam it it is a pleasure. It is just absolutely a blessing to be part of this and having been a part of your transformation and watching you grow and just being part of your life and your listeners as well. So thank you for the invite. Thank you for inviting me here to your space. Yes, thank you. Wow, you all, what a powerful message. I don't know about you, but... I definitely gleaned a lot from Pam's wisdom. And um, again, it's just such a timely message as we step into this holiday season and all the interactions we will have with our loved ones. And so uh, it was actually interesting because I just was reading this morning in my Bible, Proverbs 10, 12. And so I will kind of close with this. And it says, hatred stirs up conflicts but love covers all offenses. And it just reminded me of that point in this conversation where Pam really talks about being unoffendable. And I just feel like that is such a powerful word. And to go along with the Proverbs, you know, it's like when we find ourselves in conflict, when we find ourselves frustrated in relationship, let's use that as an opportunity to just look inward and how awesome is it that when we can just accept love, right, and let love lead our lives, that we get the chance to not take offense. And so I just bless you today in that and also hope you have a fabulous Thanksgiving. I will catch you here next week on another episode of Let's Breathe Beautiful.